Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. I am joined by we got the Nets Daily Big Three, the tenured professors of of Nets Daily, as I think we're calling it. Alex Stern, Chris Mulholland, uh, Alec. Since you're 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 the first, we're we're all lined up on a Zoom screen here. You're up first. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I can't wait to talk some Nets for what should be a new and exciting season of basketball that has yet to be played. You sound enthused. You sound I'm like you have a... so enthused. <laughs> you sound like the Nets have done something to your psyche that we don't Nets, want to talk about. The Nets have done something to everyone's psyche. The question yeah. is, what will they do to us this year? So, Chris, I'm going to let you... It, this is the most doomer the Nets, like Nets Twitter has ever been. Like, we had two preseason games. People are like... Dude, the Ben thing is like a failure, and like KD's gonna be gone by December. And I'm like, it's preseason. Like, what are we doing? I'm usually the pessimist, and I'm like, guys, it's gonna be okay. Like, they're running Spain pick and roll. We're good here. Wow. Oh, by the way, whoever had the over under on me bringing up Spain pick and roll within a minute thirty of this podcast, you just made your money. Let's move on from that, Chris. How you? Matt, feeling? they call it stack. Okay. Anyways, Chris, uh, how you feeling? I'm I'm doing pretty dandy. You know me; I don't put that much stock into the preseason. I'm like you. You know, we just see what goes on. How you know how the continuity is going? How the who's building chemistry? Who's not? Who's injured? Who's available? You know, you know, just just the bare bones stuff. And then once we get to New Orleans on the 19th, that's when we'll start really judging. Really, yeah. Really, you the know, the goal. The goal for the Nets was just to not like completely implode as a team and like not have anybody like fight each other and like we did, that that happened. We we got one more game, but like it doesn't. We're not gonna have like a Trayvon Green situation or anything like that. I think we're good. So um, let's get into the pod. And I, people always like when they do their preview pods, they always like to end with like, "Ooh, the record!" and like, "Where is this team going?" No, like we're. We're gonna. We're different. The, we're we're different. doing. We're yeah. We're built we're, different. We're built different here. We're doing the juicy stuff right away. So, Chris, I'm starting right away. I'm gonna ask you right now. What do you think this team is gonna finish? How many wins are we looking at this year? I'm gonna go 47, 48. I'm, I don't. Whoa, think I'm, you're low. I'm low. Yeah, I'm low. Wow. I, I like. I wanted to say 49, 33. I'm not in the 50 club. Wow. I think, I think they just have so much moving, like not moving pieces, but so, this is a new team. I know Nets fans hate the words new team. You heard it from Nash for the like past two years. You heard it from top to bottom on the roster. I just, depending on, plus when you look at how the season starts off, from the first 24 games, how that's built off, they're going to get hit with adversity, especially built on that lack of continuity and the chemistry. You look at the preseason injuries. Like I said, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself and saying, hey, it's not that much stock. With Joe Harris missing those reps, Seth Curry hasn't even taken the court on five on five. Then you kind of go down the route. Obviously, Edmund Sumner, you don't know what his role is going to be. I'm not going to put too much stock into that. 
But I just think overall, when you look at how this season's going to start, especially the opponents that they're going to face, I think I think a dozen out of the first 25 games against playoff caliber teams, if not higher up than that. I just don't – I can't see this team going to 50 wins. You could boo me. I know all over Twitter they're going to boo me. But, you know, I think I think 48 wins is a solid – you know, that's my solid spot. My so, so 48 wins last year was the five seed. The Raptors won 48 games. You have three teams that won 51 games, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, and then you had 53 for Miami. So, like, kind of historically a pretty – I don't want to say weak – but like a, an Eastern Conference that didn't have these like juggernaut teams, which uh, I don't, I'll go. I'll go next. I think they're probably going to win around like fifty. I think their over under is fifty one and a half. I would probably yeah. take the over. I think they're going to win fifty two, like fifty three. Um, I I think this year you're going to see a huge discrepancy in like the top end teams and the bottom end teams. I was going to add that. I was going to add it because I know because of Victor, here it goes. I, I was wait, wait. I, I can't even say his name first. What the fuck? Sure, you want to say his name as a, as a French countryman? He's the best, <laughs> and he's the reason everyone's going to suck this year. Yeah. Victor Wembanyama. There's a lot of free wins, right? So yeah. Victor Wembanyama uh, would not be an NBA podcast without bringing him up for no real fucking reason. Uh, so here we are. We're bringing him up. Uh, yeah, Victor Wembanyama, I think, is going to be the reason. There's going to be a lot of teams that are just going to tank it out. A lot of free wins for teams like the Nets, who if, as long as they get through the beginning of the season and, like, that's yep. the big trend with them. Um, they, 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 it's going to be a lot of free wins. Alec, what do you think in wins? Like you, I had them at fifty-two wins. Um, I I didn't realize that the win that the win total at the top of the East was so low last year. Only fifty-three for the Heat. That's kind of wild. But yeah, with Wemby, with the tanking that'll happen in the East and the West, I don't know. I think there'll be more discrepancy there, more disparity, and they should be able to get to the fifty at least. If, um, if things go well. Next question is pretty straightforward, con- considering yeah. we just went through the regular season. Uh, where do you think they finish? Chris. I'll go... <laughs> I think, obviously, I think the lowest they'll go is Houston Conference Finals. And I do... I. It depends how... I like how Philly's looking. I do. I'm, I'm a big fan. Obviously, we obviously Milwaukee's up there continuity. Celtics, that's the mystery team, as we all know how they're gonna do. I would go if you put me on paper, I would go, oh, it's tough. I'll go Easter Conference Finals is a low ceiling, but I would not be surprised how often they make it to the finals. But I do not see them winning at all. Um I mean yeah, I I think that's probably what I'd say. I could see them winning. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm like this is again. I I'm I get it. I'm the doomer. That's like my thing. People are convinced. There's like this. Jinx, jinx. <laughs> people think I hate the Nets, which is like I'm like that doesn't really like you guys know it helps me if the Nets are good. Like that means I get to cover more important games, right? Yeah. Like if they make the finals, that's good for me. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I uh, yeah I I think I think this team has a shot, and there's a lot of different reasons why, and we'll kind of get into it, but. I, the outlines right now are really promising for me in terms of how s- structured I think they're going to be with the pieces that they have. Um, I think they're doing a lot of smart things early on both sides of the ball. And if you can be a top 10 team or top 12 offensively and defensively, um, 
you know, I, I think that for me is like, that's where you get into that elite tier. And I, I think they can do that. So, um, I, yeah, I think they make the finals. I, I really could see them winning it this year. Like, and and maybe that's just me liking the narrative of this team being an absolute disaster, but, uh, in the off season, but like, it's my thing right now with the Nets is like every single person in that room has been humbled over the last year. Ben Simmons for reasons that I just don't want to get into anymore. Like we don't need to talk about him shooting every single time he touches a basketball. Kyrie being humbled in terms of, you know, he basically said, yeah, I want to leave. Uh, let's see what the market's got. And the Lakers are like, hey, we'll take you. And nobody else said anything. Uh, I think that was yep. humbling. KD was like, is like the third most marketable player, if not the second most marketable player in the league. Asked for a trade, didn't get it. I'm going to tell you right now, that was probably pretty humbling. And then the front office and the coaching staff in terms of how they've approached the regular season, um, how much they've played their guys. They ha- We can be honest, They I don't think they've taken the regular season super seriously. And they got the shit kicked out of them in the playoffs last year. Um, and, and, you know, for reasons that were somewhat out of their control. But, you know, I think all of that, all of everybody in the room being humbled in this way, I think actually is really good for this team. Um, they're not stable, but at the very least, I do think there's like a common emotion within the room right now. So, yeah, I am um, just kind of looking at the standings. I you got those four teams Chris mentioned: the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers. And I, if I had to predict, I think they'll probably be the fourth seed with three of those four teams ahead of them. You could see Miami taking a step back. You could see you could see Boston kind of struggling with the new coach. You could see Philly. I don't know. I like what Philly did this offseason, but there's still a lot of like boom or bust with James Harden, in my opinion. And the Bucks, the Bucks are gonna be good. The Bucks will be good. But yeah, I probably have the, the net slot at the fourth seed. But Chris, are you saying that you think the floor is the conference finals? I'm not saying the floor, I see the lowest that they're going is the conference finals. Okay. That's yeah. a- very that's very optimistic i'm, I'm, no, I'm off, that's impressed. what i'm saying i'm optimistic like but like as we all know you can't really gauge this team right off the bat like you know like mostly with any team you can't say hey this is where i really do think they're going but i think honestly i think the floor for this team expectation wise too i think it's the conference finals if not the finals so i'm gonna have to follow that same narrative i think it's gonna be the conference finals and i do think they have a chance of winning it all and i would not be surprised if they make it to the finals but, you know, there's there's teams in the East, too, that are looking pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went high on the wins. But – and I, I think they can win the finals. I think they can make it. But yeah. if they just made the conference finals, for my expectations at this point, which are pretty low, i like, yeah, it's a solid season. I love it. I'm the optimist. This is this is very. This I'm is going. Weird. This is I'm weird. going curb. Yeah. I brought up a narrative. It's weird energy. It's weird. I'm way too positive, and I brought up like a really narratively whatever narrative-y, um like oh like everybody's been humbled. Like it's like this kumbaya. Like, this is not. A, I'm coming in strange today, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about this team this year where I'm like, it feels. I mean, it's it's you know it's whatever. It's preseason. This stuff can change a lot, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just like a little bit of a different vibe so far, and I think it's mostly like a structure thing in place. Like they just, I don't know. They, I just like the way they're playing a little bit. It just looks pretty good. Um, well, I'm gonna get into that later, uh, and I'll get into the kind of nitty gritty of it. But we're we're gonna go through team MVP next. Alec, who's the team MVP? I I have Kevin Durant slated in as our team MVP. Wow, <laughs> and I I know it's 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 a big call. I I put a lot yes. of time into this one, but 
I think I think I think there's some worries about KD after his first round series against Boston last year, where he looked he looked a beat behind Tatum and the rest of that Celtics defense. Um, and then when I started to question him, I think back to all the games that KD had to play last year with the oddest starting lineups. Like the game, there was a game against the Blazers and there was a game against the Knicks when the game where Kyrie was out to be in the arena but couldn't play. And he had to carry such a load and he still kind of did it. Like he willed them to a lot of regular season wins. That shouldn't have been close in the first place, but they still won. And I think KD is going to show again this year that like he's still that guy. He's still top five pretty cleanly. Yeah, he's got something to prove. Um, Chris, how about you? I can't go team MVP and surprise player, same player. So I'm going to switch it up. I was going to say, and yeah, I know. Yeah, I see the face, look on your face. You oh. not, you see oh. there. There's reasons, but, you know, I'm going to have to go Kevin Durant as well. You know, they're, they're, it's kind of like the, I would imagine. I know Matt's going to throw out a different name. But I feel like that is the consensus within, obviously, the fan base with Kevin. I think he's got a lot to prove. You could tell even his demeanor throughout camp and training camp, and even at media day, kind of like uh, – really displaying honesty and being transparent about what transpired in the offseason, even though you got to give it to him, even though he requested a trade, he held a very low profile throughout the whole saga. And, you know, like I said, you know, obviously the Celtics series is very humbling for him. I'm going to take Matt's word and terminology from there too. I'll follow, I'll hop on that train. But, you know, I think, I think that he saw what was going on and how everyone's talking about Brooklyn, you know, those type of narratives at the same time, it's also Kevin and the load that he had to carry last year and everything. And, you know, there isn't there really isn't – when you think of the leaders on this team, it's, it really starts with Kevin Durant works its way down, right? All, all the players are going to obviously have their impact in different avenues and areas. So, you know, I, I think Kevin's got a lot to – I think he's going to want to prove a lot this year. And uh, that's going to be my team MVP. Um, okay, so let me – I think it's probably going to be KD, all right? I'm really – I really, really want to pick Kyrie. Um, I, I'm Mr. Narrative this year, all right? That, that, that's what I was thinking, man. I'll pick him, all right? Here's why. I'm So, KD, I I don't uh, – two things. I don't think Kevin Durant's injury-prone. I And I said this this offseason because I, I got invited on to Celtics pods and whatever. Celtics was the main one uh, where that question came up a lot because they were like, I don't know if I want to give up Jalen Brown. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Like, we can look at Kevin's – injury history the last year or last two years um year one he has this hamstring injury that basically comes back comes about because he's like forced to leave a game in the middle of the game and then he just gets like thrown in right away like I just thought that was organizational mis- uh, malpractice was to like throw him and play him 40 minutes am I right about this remember when he had the, the yeah. he got pulled was from the, the COVID thing and was then it he- the Raptors game yeah, but that was the game he got pulled from, and then they kind of he had like a week until he got cleared, and then he got thrown back in after a week of not doing anything, and he like yeah. immediately hurt his hamstring, which just and, to me was they, like, and they like played him in the second quarter, and they never took him out. Yeah, like it was, it was just like what are we thing. like what are we doing thing. here? Yeah, so like that, I think that injury can be explained by like the organization just like didn't handle that well. Last year was a freak injury with Bruce Brown. Right. Like yeah. I just, that's what it yeah. was. So I can look at this and I can say, I, I don't think he's injury prone. I also would not be surprised if he missed a slate of games. Kyrie's been pretty healthy for the most part, other than the shoulder thing that first year. Uh, but he's been, he's been healthy. Right. And last year was, you know, that was, he was, he was healthy. The whole year. Uh, it didn't play a lot, but he was healthy. He's in a contract year. 
as I mentioned, he's had a very humbling summer, and he touched on that on Media Day, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and I just think we're going to get a big year from him, like production-wise. I, I just I think there's going to be a lot of the little things done. He's going to defend harder. He's going to look more to make plays. I like the offense a lot for what Kyrie does, um, where it's not like, hey, we're going to have you run high pick and roll 40 times a game, and like you better make the right play every time. Because I just don't think Kyrie is like that good of a processor in that way like this is a much more structured in a way and I think that's really good for a a player like Kyrie where he's in a good structure so yeah I'm I'm pretty tempted to pick him I think Durant will be the best player but I I think when you come to like being valuable I actually think Kyrie is gonna have like a really really good year and it might just be that I'm rooting for a bunch of guys like this this year. Like, I want Westbrook to be good. I want Simmons yep. to be good. I want Julius Randle to be good this year. Like, I just want guys that have had, like, tough last Anthony season or Davis. two. Anthony Davis yeah, like, I just, I don't know. There's all these great players that, like, I just want them to show that they're great again. And Kyrie is, like, a great example of that. So, um, yeah, I I think I'm going to, I don't know. I feel I feel ridiculous saying it, but I think I'm going to stick with that. Okay, I think it's going to pay off. I think it's going to pay off. We'll see. We'll see. Uh What's up? I like the I like the Kyrie take. I was All thinking right. of picking All right. Kyrie. All right. Uh, speaking of surprise takes, surprise player. Ooh. Who's your surprise player, Alec? I've been well, my surprise player was this. my surprise player was Kyrie Irving. Oh. That, that's actually who I had for oh. for a lot of the same reasons for a lot of the same reasons you just outlined. Um, I think he's going to be good. He's like he's thirty years old. He's I mean, look, the Lakers reportedly want him they reportedly don't that changes every few weeks but if they don't he's kind of playing for his career this year in a way like he got really humbled this offseason and he has a lot of talent and he has shown that he can be the guy on the defensive end on the nights where he wants to be and he's a creator in a way that Kevin Durant isn't Mm. where the offense where where it, it takes a few more seconds on the shot clock to get KD set up in the offense usually than it does Kyrie Kerry can usually get into his stuff at like the from a standstill. Like yeah. he yeah. can literally just create from a standstill. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, and I think I can see I can see the pop. I can, I can see him taking that leap that I think kind of Dame and like Paul George have taken, where they kind of go from that second tier to like one B one A almost in the past few years. I could see that from Kyrie. Ooh, I like that. Damn, you explained it better than me, yeah. <laughs> Chris. Chris, we don't Royce O'Neal. Obviously, I know who Matthew. I like I like that pick to what you're what you're gonna say too. I'm gonna go Royce O'Neal, and there's multiple factors. Obviously, he's play. I think I I really do think that the starting spot between obviously there's conversation between him and Joe and stuff like that. We'll see how see how like obviously Joe cleared up yesterday and Milwaukee saying hey he doesn't expect to be serious at all. He kind of rolled him. Mostly kind of summing it all up. He mostly said he's day to day, right? With Royce O'Neal, obviously he's a player that the Nets know what they're getting, and I do think that it, that this was a even though he got traded, I do think this is a nice spot for him in this in this point of his career, right? Because with Utah, he wasn't able to get over the top. Even though Utah, they have stars, but they don't have, like, you know, with Brooklyn, they're obviously more superstar-packed. But I do think that he's going to be able to hold these guys accountable. He knows exactly kind of – he's going to – I could see him serving like a Jeff Green role, right? One of those kind of guys that he's a veteran. Obviously, I think the shooting production is going to be huge, what he could do on the core, obviously 3 and D. You know, I just think it's going to be Royce O'Neal, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I know that's a lot. I know Royce O'Neal is a big pick for a lot of people this early in the stage. But, you know, overall, I just think that it's just going to – I think that's that's going to be it. I Like, really, I'm just going to wait to see what he produces on this court. But on and off the court, I think it's going to be Royce O'Neal. I do really do. And I, I, I'm 
fully content with them trading what they trade for him. All right. Uh, agreed. I'm, I like Royce. I, I love that he's, um, like, like, so, hmm. I won't, I don't know if I want to, I'm going to save this. All right. I'm going to, I'm okay. going to save this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, back, back pocket. Yeah. I'm going to back pocket it a little bit. Uh, so look, uh, my pick is, I'm talking about, <laughs> Alex going to be mad. I have you to Watanabe. Um, so as we've mentioned, there's some injury concerns. TJ Warren, I'm not sure TJ Warren, I'm not sure if TJ Warren is a hologram. Like I, I actually don't know if TJ Warren, I've seen him play at practice. I'm like, I, I'm being, I'm joking around, but like, actually like, I don't know when we're going to see TJ Warren play. And I do, you know, like they're reevaluating him in November. My expectations are very low. Um, I'm almost to the point where like, if it takes too long to get him on the floor, they might solidify their rotation to a point where it's like kind of hard to be like, Hey, we're going to put this guy in here. Who hasn't played at this point, almost in three years, right? Like there's a world where he just doesn't play a big role on the nets in the way I thought he would, um, just because of timing alone. So, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about him. Seth seems like he hasn't done five on five. The opener is next week. I don't know when we're going to see him. Joe is like the ultimate mystery right now. I get it. Like he's being withheld for foot soreness. I, th- that's fine. Uh, don't love that he has foot soreness. Like it's, you know, I get that he's had two surgeries, but Ben Simmons doesn't have any soreness and he had back surgery more recently than Joe had surgery. Like there's just like stuff that I'm keeping an eye on. So I mean all this to say there's an opportunity for you to Watanabe to play minutes with two wings already out of the rotation. I think he's a good player and always has been. And with that said, I actually think he could really make a name for himself as like the eighth or ninth man on this team um, and, and potentially stay there if, if TJ Warren just like doesn't work out for this group. I, I like him a lot. I don't think he's going to be like a, a playoff guy. You might see him a little bit in the first round, but yeah, I think he's going to impress people. He just fills gaps. This team needs that. Um, great rebounder defensively can slide up and down the scale. It can make, he's not like a high volume three point shooter, but I sort of trust him, I guess, in a sense. Um, you know, I, I think he's got a real chance to like make an impression on people. And I just, he's a good play. He's like the Bembry of this year where I'm like, I just feel like he's good. Like he's just a good player. So yeah. Um, that's what's up. I was about to say, he's like the Bembry of this year. He reminds you of Bembry. Yeah, like, like, and Bembry, like, horrible, horrible team for him last year. Like, no shooting or yeah. anything like that. And Bembry was still good. And I'm just like, I feel like Yuta's that guy. Or, like, Bruce Brown is kind of like that. Where I'm like, this is an awful. And Bruce was actually, like, objectively not good at the beginning of the year. But Bembry was, like, good. And, and you know, like, that was not a good uh, team for him. You're playing with, like, James Johnson, and he's still making plays. So, yeah, uh, Yuta's, Yuta's that guy for me. I, I just think he's, don't expect a ton of him, but I do think he'll be a rotation guy for this team. So, um, hmm. All right, we're, let's go. Biggest disappointment. Okay, you want me to start? Yeah. You know, I'm like by di- obviously, if there's any biggest disappointment, it's gonna be the status report throughout the whole year. That's yep. gonna be one. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna say disappointing, but not in my point of view on disappointing. Like kind of like okay, he's gonna be, he's not gonna meet expectations. I'm gonna go Kessler Edwards here, and I wanna I wanna kind of make sure this points cross. It's obviously the depth. We all know this, right? When you look at, like Matt said, TJ Warren, we don't know how that's going to transpire. We don't know, obviously, with the foot, 
He hasn't played basketball in two years. I think he's played four games across that. So you can realistically say the guy doesn't play basketball. I think Yuta's going to, like, I agree with all Matt's points earlier. I think he's going to take huge steps. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. And you look at other guys, obviously, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal. There's not really a spot for Kessler Edwards. And when all those guys are healthy, I just don't see him being able to fulfill those minutes or get those type of roles. And especially for a young player like himself, I'm going to be interested to see how he answers that and responds to it and see how the Nets manage that as well. Are they going to send him on maybe a couple of stints in Long Island, just got some reps down there? But, you know, overall, I think that's going to be my biggest disappointment because I know a lot of fans are high on him, or not high on him, but want to see more out of him this Literally year. Literally talking about like, it. You know? <laughs> but I just think because of the depth and obviously Steve Nash's history with young guys and playing young guys and obviously the makeup of that depth at that position, I'm going to have to go with Kessler Edwards. Yeah, I've graduated too. He's going to be like a second ter- or third team guy. Like, I think there's too much pressure in this situation for him. Yeah. And he's not like a high confidence guy. I hate like putting those labels on guys, but like you look at Cam and Cam is like, oh my God, this is like, sometimes it's too much confidence. Like Kessler, yeah. I think needs like a lot of structure. He might be really good on a young team where he can like carve out like a Lou Dort type of role somewhere. Well, I just like this team is like, I like I that comparison too. I like that. that yeah. Dort. Like he I like just, that. but I, I think he's gonna be really good. I think he's gonna be a really good player and mm-hmm. he's going to figure it out on like a team that always figures he'll be like good on the Warriors or the Raptors and be like, of course mm-hmm. he was good there. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Alec, how about you? Yeah. I really struggled with this one just cause I'm kind of generally optimistic about this team and for a team like the Brooklyn Nets to have a good year, you need pretty much all the guys up and down the roster to have good years. So just kind of like generally some of the guys that I think could disappoint. I could see this starting to be the beginning of the end for Patty Mills. I think what he brings to the team as a leader is real. And like, I think it, it does exist. And like players have talked about like him bringing the team together through like the tumultuous offseason, And he's clearly helping Ben Simmons, which is a big deal for this team. But if he's not, but he really likes moving, he really likes shooting these moving shots and they, they don't go in very often and he's not bringing much defensively and he's not bringing much as a creator. And I mean, even just watching the preseason Bucks game last night, first time I mentioned the preseason, uh, like you see that often Kyrie and Katie are kind of trying to get off ball and Patty's orchestrating because Kyrie and Katie are best off ball or at least prefer that. And that's okay. And Patty's not a great guy to be at the top of the key. So I could kind of see him moving off. And then generally, like Chris said, just the rookie last year's rookies in general, I'm a bit, bit skeptical. Kessler for one. I we still have yet to see anything like real rotation minutes from Daron Sharp. Um, I don't know yeah. about David Duke. And Cam Thomas, my thing with Cam Thomas is always the tendencies. I think if you see if Cam Thomas is truly a changed player, I think you will see it sooner rather than later. Like, he will look different on the floor, or he won't, and that's kind of it. And I also think Cam needs to, like, play through his mistakes a little bit. And, like, he just isn't playing. Like, I never understood that pick, not because, like, I don't think he's good, but I was like, how is this? Like, he's never going to play. What he brings to the table doesn't make sense for this team. Yeah. Um, I felt like he was the best player available pick. That's yeah, not- which is fine, but like I, he he feels like a guy that gets traded and like sooner than later because I would I would just want to like whatever get get a Miles Turner back, which which gets into my next point. I think first off, I think there's gonna be a trade. I don't know what it's gonna look like. 
maybe it's I love Miles Turner. I, I get it. Everybody said that. I think every this is like the Aaron Gordon thing, like three or four years later, <laughs> where everybody's like, oh, cool, yeah, we're gonna get Aaron Gordon, and that's the perfect guy. But it's like, no, like actually, Miles Turner is like a great fit for this team. Um, like I know, I I know Nets Twitter is bored of talking about uh miles turner when we've started being like what do you think of mo bamba it's like no we're good like we can just do the miles turner thing like we don't need to to go for worse players i think that one of joe harris and seth or seth curry is gonna have a disappointing year i don't know which one it'll be i think you don't need both of those guys um and i i almost wonder like i mean joe's would be health related seth is just like i don't I don't know if we can survive with you in certain lineups next to like Kyrie or somebody like that. And I think if you're using your assets in the best way possible, you're going to move, you know, Kess, Cam, you know, I don't, these deals are hard to do because moving multiple players to one team is hard, but like whatever, one or two young guys, Seth, and then a pick or two uh, for somebody like Miles Turner. Like, I think that is in, I think the way that comes about is that one of Seth or Joe is disappointing. And they're like, we feel good about moving off this guy. So, because like, 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 I guess like a team like Indiana doesn't care if they get like Joe Harris, who's playing well or not. They're like, whatever, like we're going to get a good contract too. He's on a friendly contract. Like it's fine. Uh, And, and, you know, and so I think that would be kind of the situation, but that's my prediction right now. And I just, it's a lot of it's related to health. It's like the two guys that are missing games because of ankle injuries. I mean, to your early point, I feel like there's a report from semi-credible sources every three to four months that like some GM has offered a first round pick for Cam Thomas. If that's still on the table, I would pounce on that if I'm the Nets. Because another first looks really nice in a deal for someone like Miles Turner. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Or just Cam Thomas looks like a good... I like I don't know if you're Indiana. Like, yeah. Why would you if you're Indiana, him? I'd love Cam. Oh my like, god, three year three year project with that guy. Yeah, well, I think you, like a trade for Miles Turner would be a three team trade too. There's going to be a lot of teams that want to get get their hands because like Cam's like the ultimate tank commander that also is like really like could be pretty good long term because like you, like you know like you're going to play through his mistakes. He's next to like Halliburton. It's kind of a fun. I don't know. Like it's so I think that will be that'll be how we get there. Um, Hard agree stat to keep an eye on this is a a mad question uh all right stat to keep an eye on what are we looking at alec Uh, am i on the map brooks podcast Um, yeah what a what a question i uh just like ben simmons i guess we can talk about ben simmons ben simmons like general on off numbers and the different combinations that that was gonna be mine oh my god that's because it's it's the one like does he work with yeah does he work with Kyrie? does he work with kd does he work with both does he work with neither like that's what i'm gonna be plugging in every week this year like what, what what is he working with and does it show up in the film is the lane clogged is he better as a screener? Is he better as an initiator? That's that's the stat. I stopped. I stopped talking about stats. That's the stat. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you similar, Chris? I'm like that was going to be mine. His honor. Nice. Like that's it. Because like you got to see how this guy's going to work. Obviously, he's a Swiss Army knife type of player for this team. Like I, I'm not going to repeat that. It's it was literally mine. It's it's yeah. That that's mine. Well, yeah, I, I guess. The lineup stats of like him solo versus him next to each star, which one looks better? It would be interesting. Mine's really straightforward. I'm literally watching their offensive rating because I think there's this sense that like even Zach Lowe was like, yeah, this team could have like a record setting offense. I agree. Like they could. I I think he said that for his his column, which, all right. I am really curious and I've loved what they've done on offense. And I, I, I truly have. 
and I, I love, and this is, I'm going to get into this a little bit more in just a second. I love it, right? There are still going to be moments where things could get a little sluggish. You're, you're playing two six foot 11 ish guys together, both of whom can't shoot outside of dunks or layups. I get that Ben Simmons took a floater yesterday. I'm not leaning on him for that type of offense regularly. Um, and I'm just like, I get it. This team has got a better defensive ceiling, but does that come at the expense of your offense? Is that going to be give or take this year, especially when you have Ben, who likes to play point guard, he likes to initiate things. When he runs pick and roll with Nick Claxton, that's a dead possession every single time because he picks up the ball at the elbow and then he just resets back to one of Kyrie or KD and now those guys have to create something with less time on the shot clock. I do think like... People will say, well, you could just, you know, he's just replacing Bruce Brown. Yeah, but Bruce Brown was just like, he was a gap filler. Like, Ben Simmons is somebody, he doesn't need touches, but but he's not just Bruce Brown. He's not just rolling and cutting whenever you need him to. Like, he, he is a focal point of the team. So I think that, for me, I'm wondering, like, hey, where does this team finish offensively? Are they this top-end team and it's just Kyrie and KD in a motion system? Or, or are we looking at a team that maybe takes a little step back? The defense improves, but are we looking at a team that has some issues that has to do with spacing and their roster? And I don't know. I'm just I'm maybe not quite as high as other people on where they're going to finish in terms of the numbers of their offense. I like what they're doing structurally, but num- numerically speaking, I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not quite there either. Um. Cool. I have I have liked Ben's like cutting and like off ball movement. He is trying to like bounce around and like find areas. In certain what do you, games, what do you mean? I don't think he has. But you think he's gonna like get like dormant in like the dunker spot at some point? See, my thing with Ben is like, is this going to be? And I just I just did a podcast like an hour ago, and like the thing I'm most interested about Ben is not like how he's being used on offense. It's not how he's like looks defensively and what scheme fits him well. No, like I literally cannot just wait to watch him for a month literally just to track which games are good which games are bad and like what's the frequency of that which how many games in a row do we get are good how many games do we like I just want to know from a consistency perspective what that looks like for him because I'm going to spoil this right now he represents the ceiling of this team to me if you get consistently good Ben Simmons all throughout the playoffs that's a big big if even in the regular season this team is dramatically different than where I, you know, and I, I, I'm clearly on the high end of, I think this is going to work pretty well. I think you're looking at an Andrew Wiggins situation in Golden State with Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. I'm there. Like, Ooh, I think it can work call. really well. But, 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 I also don't know if that's the case. And if it's not the case, and we get a passive Ben Simmons in the dunker spot, it, you know, in the middle of a lose, you know, a losing streak, or a, a Ben Simmons that's playing point guard and just like handing the ball off to Kyrie and KD and like, standing you know i don't whatever next to nick claxton <laughs> at, at the elbows like i don't whatever like it whatever you want to say like that's the stuff i'm like all right like is this going to come at the expense of the team mm-hmm. agree with you yeah that that's fair he's so, like he's not that consistent we were talking about this earlier today he looked great against the box he looked terrible against the heat and that's just preseason so who yeah. knows what's coming yeah yeah but i mean that's bad like i i think that's been kind of Ben as a and he's like an all NBA level talent like that goes to show you like how good that guy is but we also know like the highs are really high with him and then the lows can be kind of low and yeah. we'll see he's in a different situation now um 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about it working out long-term, clearly. So that's a, I guess that's the big thing I'm watching is just like, does how much do we chip away at the offense to improve the team as a well-rounded group? Um, I guess I'll go into the strengths of the Nets. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, you want me to go? I'm, like, I'm just going to take because it flows into oh, what yeah, I'm saying. Go, yeah, go flow, flow right in. I get it. I've mentioned the offensive rating. I love what they're doing in terms of the structure of the team. Um, I think they can play just way more versatile basketball. Like, it wasn't just like the last two years where it's like, we're going to outscore you, and that's going to be like our thing. Like, this team, for one, they're just bigger. Like, you look at them playing the Bucks, and it's like, oh, this team has got like three 6'11 guys playing next to each other. Uh, B, they have more schemes they can run. I don't love the drop coverage so far, personally, but it's preseason. A and B, I don't think they have screen navigators, but they can play it. The switching defense, I think, is sky high with Ben and Clax playing together and KD. Um, you know, even if you have somebody like Royce O'Neal out there with those guys, that's four guys that can guard up and down the positional spectrum pretty easily and can be really good against you know, six out of the eight playoff or seven playoff teams. Um, And then offensively, I love it. I mean, I've written about it. I won't shut up about it on Twitter. Uh, They're just, their sets are more detailed. They're they're trying more things. They're running Veer and Spain pick and roll and like all this NBA nerd stuff that people (laughs) love to do. I love, I love the Spain pick and roll the Nets are running, but they're not just running Spain pick and roll. They're like diversifying these actions. They're combining them in different ways, in different orders. They're adding screens beforehand. They'll run Veer and have a guy cut through the paint and pull away the weak side defender. Like there's so much detail to this offense that I think when you have two guys like Kyrie and KD as your best players, and a guy like Ben, who is kind of just like a fill-in-the-gaps, jack-of-all-trades guy, you take those three guys and you put them in this system that's just like discombobulates the defense. It's really, really smart. And it's surprising that like we didn't see Kyrie and KD, well, KD and Golden State, I guess, but we haven't seen those guys use like that their whole careers. It just makes a ton of sense. Structurally, I love how it looks. And the thing is, is if they play an opponent that can bog some of that stuff down, you still have Kyrie and KD to create offense on their own, which they're obviously very good at. I just like it. So I think the versatility is the big thing for me. No, I completely agree with you. And that's the effect that Igor is going to have on the team on the offense. Like you already see how like, even though it's bare bone right now, and like Steve has said it, hey, we haven't even implemented a lot of the offensive schemes that we're going to run. But right now it's looking very good, not just even on paper with the roster, but how they're actually trans- translating to the preseason court. Obviously, I'm going to take the 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 general answer. You know, the the I guess you could say the answer that everyone's going to take. It's the wings. Like you know, that's mm. that's that's what it's going to be because they have. It's a bunch. It's a mixture of obviously uh, low risk, high reward signings. Obviously, T.J. Warren's in there, and obviously a lot of uh, tested veterans. Like obviously, you have Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, and when you look at the Nets, obviously that implements shooting. Obviously, a lot of people say, hey, shooting's the biggest uh, strength that they have on this team. I think the wings are going to be a huge thing. I don't think anyone can really disagree with that on paper as it stands now, especially after Matt broke down the offensive schemes that we have seen in the preseason so far. And I think, honestly, that's like Kevin Durant said, it's a wings league. And, you know, the Nets really uh, went in the offseason with that mindset and really did a great job adding depth in that avenue. I'm going to pivot a little bit from what I was thinking. But I think... What kind of pivot? What kind of pivot? You'll you'll see. I uh, The Nets... Maybe this is more what they want, but I think the Nets are going to like 
try to be like more subtle this year in in the way that they win games because the way they won games last year and even the way they won games that first like good Harden season was that they'd be up two and then up four and then they go on a big run and they'd go up 21 and then they'd probably win by like 11 or 13 or so right I think this year the Nets they really want to try to do that kind of Miami Heat thing where they go up they go from being like because like you're playing the Heat and you go from like down four still in it to down 13 and you never even called a timeout because it happened so gradually you didn't even notice it was happening you're just like okay we're gonna fight back we're gonna fight back and then you're like oh no we can't fight back we're kind of out of this I think this year the Nets they don't want to be the team where Kevin Durant hits two threes Kyrie Irving beats you to the rim and then Ben Simmons gets a pickoff pass that'll happen that'll happen plenty of times it'll be awesome but they want to beat you gradually they want to like have it on every 48, every minute of the 48. They want Royce O'Neal out there defending. They want Nick Claxton finishing plays. I think they want to be more subtle and catch people off guard. I like that heat comp because like the heat, I think they're going to run like a lot of handoff sets with the way that teams are going to like sag off Ben. I mean, they already did it against Milwaukee. So I like that. Um, that's a really interesting comp. I didn't think about it like that. But I do like, I think what, to your point on that, about them not needing to go on these big runs is what they're doing is just more sustainable, right? Like yeah. it's not so boom or bust where it's like, we have three guys on fire right now and you can't stop it. Like they're just a humming machine in a way so far where it's just structured. You're going to get something out of everybody. It's not just like, hey, we hope Kyrie's hot right now and we're going to ride that for a quarter. Like it is very much holistic, I guess, in a way. And, and it's nothing against the three hot guys. <laughs> the three guys who are fire like that was that was awesome and it worked and they were a really good team i just don't think it's what they're going for this year and i think like the, the more gradual approach the more consistent approach will do wonders if they can pull it off um let's do okay. weaknesses who will start yeah. alec I want to hear what Alec has to say. Alex just come okay. with like some left field answers. That was I was. I like it though. That I was like a good. It. That was a great answer. To that question. I was feel. That was a good one. Man did homework before this. <laughs> um, I think I think their weakness this year is initiation. Um, they spend a lot of time. I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. They spend a lot of time getting Kevin Durant the ball in the post, and it's nice. Like I'll talk about the Bucks game. It's nice. It's nice if he's getting it against George Hill. It's not as nice if it's Drew Holiday with nine seconds left on the clock. Like, it's Ben Simmons, and it's kind of just Ben Simmons. And I think Ben Simmons is doing a great job getting the ball at the top of the key and trying to, like, move guys around with his arms and, like, setting people up. But I don't know who else on this roster can do that. I don't think Kevin Wright can do that. I know Patty Mills can't do that. I don't think Seth Curry can do that. Maybe Kyrie Irving can do that. I don't. I'm not seeing it. I think that, I think that's the trade. I think the trade is, or I think if you're getting like a Miles Turner, you also try to steal a TJ McConnell who can orchestrate <laughs> a little bit and who can dribble and who can pass. That's because if, if if you're throw if you're throwing in Joe Harris, maybe there's another maybe there's another mid tier contract in there. Maybe try to steal someone who can dribble a little bit. Please you give me the hot take part. All right, like yeah. dude, wow, TJ. Wow. Oh my god, uh, that was great. Uh, yeah, I can wait. So the Nets should just corner the like guys that only shoot from ten foot ten feet out, 
yeah. near the baseline I've, market. I've, I've always loved TJ McConnell. That's my like NBA crush. You have two guys, both named TJ, that excel from oh, shooting true. from ten feet away. <laughs> Just only, I mean, TJ Warren's expanded his range, but like that would be that would be who's, great. Who was the third um, TJ the the Pacers had back? TJ in the day? Leaf. Oh, Oh, yeah, God. Leaf. what a guy. What is he? I think he was like middle of the first round. Yeah, I paced with UCLA fans. guy. Yeah. Lonzo, Lonzo merchant right there. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> um, weaknesses. I, I, Chris, actually, you, you haven't done your weaknesses, right? Oh, it's the five. It's, we all know it's the center depth, you know, everything there. That's why we all like, yeah. like good, you know what I mean? It's I'm a good one. Like, <laughs> uh, sure. And, you know, go ahead and say, that's why I think a trade's going to happen. Me and you both yeah. think it's going to happen too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think, plus, like Nash, you saying, like, during the pregame, he's like, during the training camp and obviously into the preseason, he said, we want to give Nick and Dayron some shots here and like see what they could do they implemented obviously Simmons at the five sparingly you know not all the time during the preseason but you know it's gonna have to be a trade that happens you know whether whether Nets hold off and be the the buyout deadline aggressors that go out and sign guys like what they did in recent years like obviously like Marcus Blake you know do they do that where a lot of those guys pop up do they do they really weigh it out and see okay obviously the season opener starting out who gets cut who doesn't then they could Mm. maybe drop inside because they do have a couple partially guaranteed guys on this deal obviously non-guaranteed guys on this roster as well so it's going to be interesting what happens there i, I do really do think a trade's going to happen because you know I, going into the season obviously claxton dayron you're not comfortable with that especially with the expectations that this team has especially the demand that this team has and the expectations that this team has yeah and it's the glaring weakness everyone knows it everyone sees it but you know uh, I feel like I'm being Mr. General today, but you know, that's, that's really no. what it is. And I think it's going to get patched very soon. You know, I don't see this team going, I would give it even th- the first 30 games. I think something happens where they got to patch it up quicker rather than later. Um, no, I'm happy you said that. Cause I would not have mentioned that, which is like the easily the biggest hole yeah, on yeah. this roster, right? Like easy. It's, it's, I, I get the ball handling thing. I agree. Um, yeah. I think you can get away with, that a little bit by how much they're moving around. Um, though I do think uh, I'm totally sidetracked right now. I do think that is the expense of running so much movement is that you don't get your best players in advantageous positions right away because you're doing so much beforehand that by nature of the shot clock, by the time that the ball actually reaches them, you have less time for them to do their thing. Uh, but I do think, like, yeah, the the big man position. I've I've never. I just have like never really been a day run guy. I I don't know. Yeah. I it's it's also very soon for him to be like a productive player. And I, you know, I think he's going to be another guy that is going to figure it out on another team if he's if he's like a real NBA player. Um, I'm gonna go even more general. How have we not brought up health? That's like the. Easy, I was like, gonna. I was gonna say it, but I was just like, yeah. I'm, it. I, it is like we don't know. Like I'm sorry, we had to go through. There are two stars, three stars. One has had back surgery. One is Durant, who's getting up there and has had things. I, I get it. I've I've explained it. I think some of them are a little more fluky. He has still missed time. Kyrie has had. He had a ton of injuries, really, before getting into Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Maybe that swings the other way. You have three rotation guys that are, well, four technically right now, summed her out, but three right now that are already, you know, injured or recovering right now, um, all of whom are a high percentage of your shooting that you're really going to need. And for me, I look at that and I say, you need to get all those guys 
healthy as soon as humanly possible, especially Seth and Joe, because you go through this really grueling first five-game slate. It's only five games, but you're playing the Grizzlies, the Raptors, the Bucks, uh, the Pelicans, and there's one other good to the Mavericks, I think. Mavericks, I yeah. yeah. Um, next, you're playing next 15 don't get much easier either. No, no, it does not get easier. Oh. And if you go through a skid where you're trending 500 below 500, uh, let's say you somehow like drop a game against Indiana. Like you have to win every single game that you're supposed to win. And then also oh. tack on wins right away. And if you're working with a diminished rotation because of injuries, this gets really interesting. And my optimism about this team is very much going to dissipate very quickly. Um, then it's you get questions about, hey, is Nash the right guy for this team? Does Durant get antsy? It yeah. just can shake things up. If things get shaken up, does that affect Ben? Does Ben suddenly feel like, ooh, there's a lot of pressure on me to like bring that aggression day to day, or Kevin's literally going to like walk out and leave this team? Like, it's just, it's a very as good as I feel slope. about slippery slope. Slippery slope. I love what they've done so far. I think structurally they've put in the right systems in place i kind of like the vibe of the team so far but i also recognize like if this gets ugly really quickly and the big thing for them is always going to be health maybe more so than ever because i don't know what would really affect this team this year based on how they're playing or anything like that i think the roster is really good i think sean did a great job this summer health is always going to be the thing i'm going to outline and it's bigger than ever i think this year i love it i love it and like, like we talked about, me and all of us, when adversity strikes, that's the main question mark around this team. I don't know if that was a question, but we're going to address later. How does this team answer adversity? And like Matt said, and like, you know, like obviously the five uh, implements in that as well because there's a lot of pressure there. But if this team can't get healthy, and as we see, like they have, obviously they don't put a lot of stock in the preseason, but those are valuable reps for this team. Obviously I'm not going to be the guy that says this is a new team, but at the same time there's a lot of new phases in this in this team. And when adversity strikes, you, you know the tension's already high. And that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, so I completely agree with your point there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So we're going to do hottest Nets take. We are, we just honestly took a break to be like, we've kind of, we've gotten all our takes off pretty early here. Um, mm-hmm. I've saved one. I couldn't help but get into everything else. I like, I dropped my Wiggins, my Wiggins, uh, Simmons that's that's probably that's gonna be my gem of the podcast um you know I guess my other I'll 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 save my other weird Simmons comp uh but my hottest Nets take it's not even that hot I just think Royce O'Neal is gonna be the starter next and I don't even if Joe is healthy or not I just think he's gonna be the starter for this team um I like the way they profile with him in the starting lineup and I'm not just saying that because they look good against the Bucks. I legitimately think there's enough shooting equity that he brings to the table. Um, I love how they can they can play really big because he's a good rebounder. Um, he can guard up like crazy. I mean, there's possessions of him over the years like guarding Embiid and guarding Giannis. And I just think as this league gets more and more skilled 
and and larger, frankly. Um, you want guys that are like that. So you put him next to any combination of Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Nick Claxton, whoever you want to throw in there. I just think he offers a little bit more than Joe. He You lose some of the shooting. It's not a ton. I like him in transition. I think he's kind of a sneaky good passer. He's just a little more toolsy, a little bit more toolsy than Joe. And I think that's my take right now. I got one. I've got Oh, I got one. Everybody's got takes. <laughs> Kyrie Irving will play over 65 games this year. Damn. Whoa. Whoa. I'm to go with that. I, I really do think it's going to happen. I, barring health, health, I don't think there'll be much distractions, at least on that side. Health is one thing. Obviously, like we saw last year with obviously the, the mandates, all that stuff. I do think. As it stands, I think Kyrie Irving will play 65 or more games for this team. I think I, he's he's locked in. It's, it's not just because there's a contract year. Obviously, you know, you had what he said that there that, that media day we were honest where he said, Hey, I had a couple options, which we all know it was just the Lakers, and maybe there was one mystery team that inquired, but wasn't that mysterious about it. So I do think that he in his mind. And that he wants to prove something. Not, uh, yeah, you know. But, you know, I do think I'm going to go on the record and say he plays 65 or more games outside of any health, right? I'd say if his health is fine, I don't think there'll be any distractions or anything outside of injuries that hold him out of games. That's why I'm going to go 65 games. I want him to play 65 games because that means we don't have another pandemic and we don't have any like traumatizing that's, political that's, and social uh, events. Like, yeah. please let's have a really good, boring year. Like that's what that's indicative yeah. of. Um, I'm ser- like, I'm dead serious. I think, and I want, I'm so rooting for Kyrie this year and in a yeah. way that, you know, I just, I don't know. I just think it's been an interesting like six months for him um, in a way. So Oh, I like that. Damn, that's good. It's hot. That's you really asked good. Hot that's a hot 65. Is, yeah. Has he played 65 in a season? He played 67. I actually looked this up because I wanted to make sure, okay, I'm not, like, you know, reaching too heavy. He played 67 games in the 2018-19 season with the Celtics. Yeah, he was great that year. year that, was, that, was, that was, like, kind of, like, I think that was the – well, he was an all-star before that. But that was, like, the, the, the best season of his Celtics tenure. The season before that, he played 60 games. Yeah. And above that, there was there was a stint where he did 75-71 with the Cavs in the third and fourth season. For the last three seasons, it was 20, 54, and 29. Interesting. All right. The Wow. Okay. All right. Alec, good luck following that up. <laughs> I mean, look. Like, Edmund Sumner is going <laughs> to – I like Sumner, by the way. be an all-star. I co-signed Chris's take. I, I have my own take, but but first off, I agree. I think Kyrie is going to come in motivated this year. I um, and, and for all the listeners who are like, well, of course he's going to play 65 games if he's healthy. Okay, not so fast. There's not been the plenty game. of things. Does he make first team all NBA? How high do we want to go? Okay. I, don't know, I, don't know I think second I think team. Kyrie will play a lot of plays. I think he plays. I think he makes second team all NBA. I put stock on second team. I think. I think first team, especially how we saw. I don't. I will. Should we, we might as well dive into this now. Have Alec finish. Now, how now? How we know how the team, the NBA, has orchestrated this first, second, and third team. Obviously, we see the names, how they go about it. I would go second team. I would not be surprised at all. Third team, but I'm gonna have. To, I would put stock in the second team. Third team, I wouldn't be. Third team's a low, but I would. I, you know, sixty-five games. You know what? No, oh, it's I'm, not bad. You can't. You can't be get, giving me more. More. It's a hot that. take. He makes first team All NBA. He makes it. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. 
There you go. I don't. I, the thing is, I think Trey's probably. I, I mean, I kind of. Uh, I kind of like Atlanta a little bit. This is such a tangent right now. I sort of like Atlanta more than consensus. Okay. I don't, and, I don't. I don't think he's getting higher. Really, than 13, I'm not. I don't buy which that. Which is which is damn good, but I don't think he's. I mean, dude, the point guards are so. Dude. It's like Ja Morant, Steph, Steph ja, Luca. This well, Luca point guard. Luca will be guard. Luca will be guard. Oh, then never mind. I take that back. He's not making. Matt, I'm going to counter right now. What about the Cavs? Guard, what about him? Mitchell. He's. Know, I think he's going to have a better season than both of them because I think yeah. my yeah. weird Cavs take is they cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I can when see it comes one to them, voting. Yeah. I can see one of them missing the All Star team. Honestly, yeah, like I. Uh, so yeah, I think I would like. It would be Garland probably. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that would be. Uh, yes. Okay. Fine. Second team. I can't go first, dude. I forgot Luke is a guard. Yeah. Damn it. I mean, Steph would have to be like, it's just the season from hell for the Warriors. And like, this is just a precursor to like how bad they, and it would have to be like an injury. Which like, it I, could be. It could, yeah, I know. It, the vibes are, it's not good. So I don't know. It feels weird over there. But what do I know? Um, all right. So we did our hottest take. Uh, no, let's, we didn't do my own. Oh, well, Alec, Jesus. you just piggybacked off it. No, well, no, I have my own. All right. What's my, your take? My hot take is I'm not going to say bullish. But I am like cautiously optimistic and feeling all right about the Ben Simmons Nick Claxton front court. It seems like it's just consensus that they're gonna that they're gonna start every game with Nick at center and they're gonna close with Ben at center and that's how it's gonna be and they'll go small and they they will for a bunch I'm sure. But I'm like, hey, oh, I've always been a Nick Claxton guy. I've always been a Nick Claxton guy. I I won't deny it. But I think that there's a world. Where one of their best lineups, if not their best lineup, has this those two guys on the floor. This is ludicrous. I, I don't. This dude, is ludicrous. I, What's the minute sample? Like, like seventy nine minutes. This is well, ludicrous. no, if it's seventy five minutes, and I won't pretend like I did anything. <laughs> but you okay? Is there not a world where they are just like a damn good defensive team with those two and KD and Royce O'Neal on the floor, like? Yeah, is there not but, a world? Like, uh, but there's the other end. I I don't know. I can't but get if Ben is playing point guard and Nick is playing center, and I when and they have two of the greatest know. offensive talents next to them, and one of Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. I kind of think they can make it work. Maybe yeah, not against every not matchup. An, that's not an element of them being. I think that's just you're playing them with your best players. I hate these matchup stats sometimes because it's just like, oh, cool. Like, this is our best lineup. They're next to Kyrie and KD and whatever. And our, our Joe Harris. It's like, I can't, I can't get there. I can't do it. My thing with them is I just, I think it's going to look really good. And so I can tell you just watch the Bucks game. Like, that's a great matchup for those guys because you have two guys that are effectively non-shooters. Mm-hmm. Really, maybe more than that. But in their front court... You have Brooke Lopez, who, like, please shoot all the threes you want. And then Giannis, which, like, is not a shooter. Like, yeah, yeah it's going to look good in certain games. I just think night to night, I get that they can switch and we can be like, well, they're this switchy, fun team. But, like, that's fine. That's great. They're also seven-footers playing next to each other. I, there's going to be guys that get by them. I don't know. I, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, problems on the offensive okay. end that okay. are going to cancel okay. out. okay. 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 I I, okay. Ju- I just can't I don't, get there. First, okay, you don't have to get there. You don't have to get there. But first you off, play teams I don't, that I don't, are creative. I don't I don't think that many guys are gonna get by them for one. For two, forget I forget do. Kyrie, forget Kyrie, forget Katie, forget Joe, all the great shooting. 
if you were to set an over-under, if you were Vegas real quick, go be the imaginary Vegas franchise, or don't, be the BMGM. What's the over-under for lineup, like, plus-minus per 100 with Ben and Claxton on the floor together? Dude, you just watched the Bucks without like, Chris Middleton. That's, like, their yeah, best yeah. Like, what are, we, what are we doing? I we think do it this. could be an okay combo. How did it look you. the first two games? We're going to sit around and play the preseason game. It, it was like, fine against the It Sixers. was clunky. It, it doesn't look right. It was t- it, they had moments where they're rolling into each like you have oh because it's the first it. time that if they've ever played together. I just I don't. Let, I'm sorry. Okay. I can't get there. All I'm I, trying to fine, say it's a hot take. I'll let you say it. It's a hot take. You wanted right. a hot take. It's your podcast. It's, it's that is Every, very hot. It's yeah. everyone, including Matt Brooks and Chris Mahalan, are acting like it's a given that they will be unplayable together. And all I'm saying is I don't think it's a given. I think they'll be, be playable. I just don't think it's a strength. And I think it that like sure they I think be... it could be a back pocket strength. That's where I'll put it. It could be a back pocket <sighs> strength. You're losing me. Fine. Hot take. I'll give it to you. Fine. Um bing. All right. Oh, here we go. No, come on, Chris. Here we go. No, he already did his. I did mine. I gave my car oh. over six. Oh, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna agree. I thought you were gonna support me. Oh, no. oh, no, oh, nobody's yeah. agreeing with that. No, okay. I gotta uh, yeah. Oh. All right, well, give, give me I was hot. Okay. Um, all right, the Nets, I'm going to save our last two. There's things about matchups in the conference that I oh. really want to save for last. The Nets will be a success if dot, dot, dot. And if neither of you have something, I will gladly I throw this out. Go ahead. If they're healthy, if they could stay healthy, that's what it is. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. If they could stay yeah. healthy, that's what it is. That's like, yep. there's not really much I could kind of go in and give it layers to, but you know, obviously we see right now, obviously Joe, we don't know, obviously foot soreness, but he kind of did good for Joe. And obviously we'll see how it goes. Cause we also got this by last year as well, where it was, he's in the tail end of his rehab. He's doing stuff, setback, second surgery out for the remainder of the year. Now it's a little bit of soreness. I'm taking, I'm putting a little extra something on that rather than saying, Hey, it's a day-to-day thing. I know that the Nets want to get out on the floor as healthy as possible to get out there, gain reps, obviously evaluate between him and Royce. That's the, the net. The team has downplayed that Matt, obviously, as you know, being around this team too, they've downplayed it between that matchup or well, picking and choosing who's going to start. Mm-hmm. I think Royce is going to start. You know, that too. I think you even said it on this podcast too. But yeah, there's no given, you know, out of anything, the success, if it's success, if they are healthy or they're healthy for a majority of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate, like, it's so boring. It's, that, it's so boring. It's like, that's boring. how it comes down to them imploding. Like there's just, cause I don't, I mean, like, I guess you can't really predict like, yeah. I don't know, things outside of basketball happening. Um, like you couldn't predict a pandemic derailing yeah. the teams last year, but like, I, yeah, I think it's the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, Alec, you got one? Yeah, I think I think for them to be truly successful, and we all agree that they have a championship ceiling, is like they need to like earn respect amongst the group. Um, cool. Michael, you Smeltz. sound like Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, great. but I got I got I got something. That was Mike, great. Our, our good a good friend, good friend of the podcast, Michael Smeltz on the Glue Guys yesterday. I was listening. Had a good had a good little talk about like Kevin Durant's leadership style. And how for better or for worse, he's not going to be the kind of guy who gets up in everyone's face. And it's like, he's he's not like a mama mentality guy. He's not like super extra stuff guy. He's just kind of like an, I'm going to get there and do my work. And that's it. Yeah. And he's great at doing his work. So I think for this team to like truly um, like go to the heights that they can, 
Ben Simmons is just gonna kind of need to earn Katie's respect and like Kyrie and like they're just gonna have to do their part and not really have their hand held. And that's not doesn't go for Ben, that goes for Nick. And that goes for someone like if Yuta cracks the rotation, or maybe Cam cracks the rotation, or even Joe who's coming off an injury, like they just have to do their part. And even if not everything is perfect and seamless, and it's not the Golden State Warriors or San Antonio Spurs culture. They are gonna have to earn each other's respect just by playing basketball. No, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, that's 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 an interesting way to put it. They really don't have that vocal leader, which I like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be like it's well, a little worrisome, right? Time. Who's the guy that like rallies the team when there's a skid? Is it Patty Mills? Like, does that really? I don't think the guy? I think it's gonna be Royce. You know, I think like I'm not gonna. Yeah. Or Mar- or Markeith Morris, or maybe Markeith Morris, someone that we haven't mentioned on this podcast. I think he's the type of guy that can hold players more accountable. But I yeah. think Royce. I think even though, like I said before, even though Utah didn't get over the top, yeah, he knows what it takes. And obviously, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, they all won rings. You know what I mean? They know what yeah. it takes. I'm not saying that, but Royce, I feel like he could. Aside from the Marquis, could do the accountability. Royce, I feel like, could be more of that day-to-day, hold it together when adversity strikes, let me nurse some of that. You know, I think that he'll be that guy. Obviously, the stars are going to speak for themselves, too. But I've yeah. always been surprised Kyrie isn't – I don't, I mean, don't want to say he isn't better because I'm not in the – like, I'm not in their yeah. idol. Like, I don't know. But you I know. always am surprised he's not that guy, especially with, like, the way they speak super glowingly about how he handles the young players. Like, he seems yeah. more like somebody that's, like – nurturing in a way as a personality type like yeah. it just like he seems to have interests and yeah you know, furthering the, i mean he does a ton of youth events yeah. and stuff like that like but i'm surprised that's never translated over to being leadership i guess in a sense even as he's gotten yeah. older as a player but that i mean that might just be a, a thing of like being vocal which i guess is the point like you should mm-hmm. maybe keep marquee Morris on the roster literally just to be like the guy that's gonna like call everybody out and like you need that guy. Need that um, guy. They thought which it was is, Johnson last year didn't obviously the play. Yeah, play. yeah. I don't I don't think that took hold in the way. Um yeah, like another way of saying what I was saying is just like they need to have they're gonna have to be good without having a vocal leader. Because it's a chance they just that one isn't really there and they're gonna have to work through it, maybe. Well, and that's the problem with like if they go on a skid and there just isn't that guy and it doesn't get better like all of these things that are very much mm-hmm. you know held together by thread uh Ben Simmons looking aggressive and feeling comfortable Kevin Durant not getting antsy is probably a good way to put it we don't know maybe KD's like cool with staying here and whatever happened happened but I also don't think it's crazy to say like it, there's a world where he's like yeah I'm not feeling this uh and, you know just like a bunch of different things can happen. Ooh, can I give it? Ooh, I just thought something. Mm. I'll throw an X factor out there. There's no, I can't really prove it for vocal oh, yeah. leader. I'm not going to say leader, but I'm going to say a Edmonds. strong voice. <laughs> Alondas Williams. I'm going to go with Igor here. I'm going to go Igor with the coaching, right? Because this guy, because you got to understand, he's coached Nash. He knows how Nash does it. He's been around basketball for almost 30 something years, if not more than that. Yeah. He's been a variety amount of teams. And I know stars, especially when you, when you look at Kevin Durant, for example, how long, how much he's praised the level of overseas basketball. Then you look up how much kind of you when you really just put in all those little small angles and put them together, 
I feel like Igor's experience because he's been on winning teams and he's been on very bad losing teams. Yeah. So I feel like he could have, I'm not saying a vocal leader, he's going to be the leader of the locker room, whatever the case is, because that's obviously on the player side more than anything. But I feel like he's going to have a strong voice. I do. I really do think. I think in terms of like how they play, yes. But yeah. the one I remember when like the Phoenix thing kind of went the way it did. It was like the communication thing was what he was missing. Yeah. So like I, I but like see, there's certain guys like the way he's running his offense. I'm sure that resonates with like Durant. I could see like Durant being like, "Yo, like this was a good move." Like pretty early, being like this was this was it, and like you keep Durant happy with how you're playing. You know, that's. That's what and you, you know, want to do. He just like he, that's 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 what ha- keeps him happy: winning basketball games, not just winning For basketball sure. games, but also playing good basketball. But process, yeah, like pro. He's process. a big process. Yeah, what do you guy. say on what what day was it? Monday or two? No, Tuesday practice mm. when he came up and spoke. Right, he's talked about, hey, it's not looking good, but we're also. I like what we're running. I like the vibe. I like this. That's and what I wrote. Right, it, it, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yes, right, <laughs> yeah, it's right into your good. point. Obviously, how the sets are running, they're looking good. Yeah. Whatever the case is. And you could tell Kevin's taking an attraction to that. Now, obviously, all, all the players on the team will, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, there seems to be, like, good amount of buy-in in a way. Yeah. Even Nick Claxton exactly. was like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, Nick is just like, like, I feel like Nick is just like, yeah, everything's pretty cool. Like, he's, he's just cool. a chiller. <laughs> um, yeah, is, there, a, is there a world, and, like, I do agree that Igor is making a big, like, is a big deal, and, like, he's bringing a lot over, and the structure of the offense is really cool. But isn't there kind of a world where it's like February and things are a little sideways and people are just looking in the, to him in the building too much where it's like, things uh, aren't going well. Uh, Igor, you got anything? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like he could end up kind of being relied on a little too much here. Uh, I would go the opposite. I would say like, maybe guys are like sick of like having to run like sets where they set like okay. 30 screens. Okay. They're like, I believe it. I believe it. They're like, dude, I just, I'm so tired, man. <laughs> I'm exhausted. We're playing the magic tonight. Like, do I really have to go set like three flare screens and then float? <laughs> I don't know if I actually know if that's how it works, but like, I'm, oh, I'm sort of kidding about this. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I think so. I'll, I'll go with mine. I think the Nets will be a success if they play the right teams in the playoffs. I, like I don't. It. I, like I think it. their like, playoff we, road. Someone we're about to talk to next. That, I like that little trend, and it leads into this, not, right? So not I like think a segue. Uh, this is this was quite the segue, right? There's, there's a reason what I there's wow. a reason why I went last. He's gonna right? Go right in. This is this is why they pay me the big bucks. All right. Uh, <laughs> would you say that Matt is about to clear out? Oh no, I would say it's more of like a it's it's more of like a short roll, and I'm like alley ooping. Oh, I hate this, that. I, I ruined this that. joke. All right, let's move yeah. on. Uh, let's go with, Ooh, wow. I, I went negative in my outline. Let's go with best matchup in the conference. Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm not just saying this because they just, they just beat them. Right. I, as we were kind of coming up with questions, I think this was a, I, or when I was coming up with questions, I think this was a day or two before the Bucks game. I really like the way they profile against the Bucks. I have yeah. kind of really just since I started thinking about this team, which I haven't felt, I hated the way they profiled last year. I hated the way they looked the year before. Um, it, it, I I like what they've got for this group. It's a larger Nets team just for one. They have a bunch of size and length to throw at the Bucks. They have multiple guys that can at least just throw it, Giannis. You're never going to stop him. But if you throw a, a cadre of players at him... Um, 
you know, you throw Ben Simmons, you throw Royce O'Neal, you throw uh, Nick Claxton for a possession to give him more length, that seven foot three ish wingspan. You do that, I think that is a good way to, to, to sort of set things up. Then you have like, hey, we have Royce O'Neal that we can throw at Chris Middleton. Um, we feel pretty good about having our guys, you know, station ourselves on your shooters in the corner, which we don't totally trust. Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton can be a little streaky. I know he's improved over the years, still kind of has game series games where he isn't totally on. Uh, and then offensively, I mean, dude, like you saw it yesterday and I've thought about this quite a bit. Like this, this Bucks team is predominantly a drop coverage team. They'll tinker with switching in important games, but they are, that is their bread and butter. And the Nets have always been able to get theirs against the Bucks, Even when they had P.J. Tucker, the Kevin Durant stopper or whatever. Like, they went seven with KD by himself because of how scheme-reliant they are on drop coverage. Which, I again, I think the Nets are like one of the best teams in the league and have been historically at punishing drop coverage because of the creativity of Kyrie and KD and their ability to shoot off the pull-up. So... All in all, I, I think that's a good matchup for them. But the big thing that they've solved this year is the size discrepancy on the defensive end and how they match up to Giannis. Well, I'll, I'll be, listen, that was going to be my answer. And yeah. obviously you broke it down way better than I would have broken it down. We saw, obviously, it's preseason. Like I said, I don't put too much stock at the preseason. Chris Middleton wasn't even on the floor. But the options that they have, like you brought up the drop coverage as well, that advantage. Like, you know, like it's, yeah, I would have to go there. And, yeah, it's – yeah, I'm not going to just relay a different explanation yeah. and stuff like that. It's going to, it's the box, in my opinion. Which is so weird because that's like been their nightmare matchup. It's also, I think. And yeah, I, you don't want to be the guys too that's like, you know, like their best matchup. Yeah, the Orlando Magic. You know, like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's that. But like, if you're talking contender wise, it's the Bucks. You know, that's yeah. the team that I would want to see them go up in the second round against. I also have my Bucks take of like the Bucks just haven't improved their roster over the last three years, which like really bothers me. If anything, it's like gotten worse. And they all like all of their role players are just a year older. Like Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm. year older. Wes Matthews was productive last year, wonderful. He's a year older. Um, it's like a lot of guys. Even Drew's a year older. So like even the Bucks as a team, I'm a little bit. It's a little bit lower on than consensus. Everybody's got them like penciled in as the conference finals team, and I'm like. Not quite sure I'm there with them. They're, I might yeah. even like Boston more than them. Who, have, who God knows they've had a lot going on. Yeah, um, so I think that helps the Nets too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's well, got to tell the Bucks that Joe Ingles was six man of the year <laughs> like three years ago. Like that was a thing back then. Um, Dude, they did the same. I, I they got too... Rodney Hood the year before coming yeah. off an Achilles injury. I'm like, dude, can you guys oh, yeah, sign like did. a healthy player as you're not your like swing guy? <laughs> They did do that. They they got they, they've gotten their Jeff Teague. They've gotten their options. Um, yeah. I too had the Bucks here, but I was less comfortable with it than you guys seem to be, because like I kind of really like the Bucks in the East. I don't know. I think they're still kind of my pick. Just I think Giannis and Drew and Middleton should be enough. And I mean they they took ball they took Boston a seven last year without Middleton, and that's still sticking with me. But I assume that we're kind of doing this under the assumption that like the Nets look good. And they are matching up against these toppies teams. Yeah. And under that circumstance, I would, yes, like the Nets against the Bucks. Even if right now I am like like in the Bucks as in the general East. Um man, 
You're a bu- this is this is the weirdest podcast. I'm so I have I I don't I'm like usually the Bucks truther and like all that which I think Nets yeah. don't love. Uh, <laughs> I'm like down on the Bucks. I'm like in on the Nets vibes. I'm optimistic. I don't know what's going on over here. Uh, <laughs> let's uh let's do yeah, worst matchup. This is this is the one. Like when I was sitting down, and I was thinking about the outline. This is the question I was the most excited about. I wanted to save it. Forget doing records and oh, where is this team okay. going to finish? This is the stuff that fascinates me because we know what the goal is for this Nets team. It's to make the playoffs. We think we're going to get there. We think it's going to be hopefully a fairly smooth run, but which we actually don't know that <laughs> now that I'm saying that out loud. But um, worst matchup in the conference, Alec. What do you got for me? Oh, I think it's Boston. I think it's Boston. I I'm going to talk about the teams that aren't Boston. Um, don't do that. I have I think a my, different. I have a different, I have a different one, one too. Don't that, just no, talk no, no, no. About I'm going to Boston. I'm no, and I'm going to talk about why I just right, do it when we talk about it. Just talk about Boston. Oh, I'm bad at podcasts. Um, you are Jesus. <laughs> I think. Well, I was going to like why I didn't pick Miami. Um, I think that it's Boston so. for one. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> because we just saw this. For one, we just saw the Celtics freaking sweep the Nets. For one, and we just saw it happen in a way that is like replicable. Like we yeah. saw it through switching defense and through like forcing the Nets to get to the paint and like shutting off second and third options. Mm-hmm. And that is something that could still be a weakness. Like I talked about initiation early in the podcast. That's still a weakness of this team. Um, however, I still don't hate their chances against Boston. Like. I don't. I don't hate their chances against anyone. I wouldn't pick the Nets. I just don't think that there's like a clear cut worst matchup. I think the Nets can out talent the Celtics if they have to. Uh, I so I like this pick. I'm gonna piggyback off this a little bit. This feels like the ultimate. Like Ben Simmons is a non-factor series. Like this is the one where I look at it and I'm like, I don't look like I. You really. Like, I hope they unlock things for him and he just is like the short roll. Like, but even like if they use him as a cutter, Boston's so good at covering space again that depends if Robert Williams is healthy but they can cover up ground in a way with with Williams and just these like super lengthy um versatile players that I'm a little concerned about in that matchup um it's not my pick by the way uh but I I don't I don't love that matchup for that reason the switching like we talk about all the movement that the Nets are running um that that's obviously the way to counter that is to switch everything and say, you guys can do whatever you want with all your movement. We're just going to keep the ball up top and we're going to switch and we're just going to exchange our matchups between Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We're going to feel great about whoever they're guarding because we are just like this super versatile group of 6'8 or really strong 6'4 guys. And so I worry about that. And they're the I worry about the coaching too. I worry about the coaching change. I do worry about that. I know a lot of people. I do, but you know, I look at what they did last year, and they were so like well oiled with what they were running Mm -hmm. and and how they played that I'm like a little bit. I'm I'm a lot higher on Boston than I think consensus. Yeah. This this guy, this Missoula Joe Missoula, he wasn't even like their top assistant. Like that was Will Hardy who got a job. Yeah. This dude is like thirty four. That's yeah. Was he even in the front of the bench last year? Was he in the like second row? I, yeah, like, but they're well oiled. Like they know what they're doing. And I get they, that they, coaching they is. Well, who was oiling them? You know, 
Like they yeah, changed but, their whole regime last year. That's, that's why they fine, were well But aware. I think if well, if anything, like you're gonna be like you look at I don't know, like you can look at what there's. I, I just I don't know. I'm a little higher on them than than consensus because I think that we they finally figured out last year like hey here's how we should play. We should be this super switchy team defensively that's going to ignore certain players and you know I think largely like the game plan is pretty similar against the Nets as it was last year. If we're being real, like yeah. we're going to ignore anything Ben Simmons does like to it in the same way we did with Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown, if anything, was a little more improvisational. And you're going to lose that. Uh, we're going to ignore, completely ignore Nick Claxton just as a human being. Um, and and I think that is, and, and by the way, Ben Simmons worse free throw shooter than, than Bruce Brown. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that in that way, you just kind of look at what you did last year and you say, all right, we're going to do this again. We're just going to see if we can replicate that. So I think that would be, that would be um, something to watch for. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Well, I was going to say, I think you should go. Yeah, let the people say, this is the most exciting segment I've been waiting for on the podcast. Not my, not my answer. You can't leave the people hanging. I think you got to go first. And then oh, just me? Right to, yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't like the Philly matchup. That's uh, okay. Never mind. Yep, that's what I was yeah. going to do. Okay. I don't like it. All right. So, it's obvious, look, though. It's obvious. I, I get, so I get it. Oh, we'll be like, and I know Alex going to push back. Like, well, Harden might be washed. That's fine. I First off, I have been the biggest maxi truther, so I'm ready for this yeah. year. I hate, I hate really quick guys. And I look at the Nets and I say, look, this defense is great. They, you know, they have size. They can rebound a little bit better. They can switch. They can maybe play some drop. I think really quick guards are the one weakness of this team. I actually think that's where you really, really, really miss Bruce Brown of all players. I think you really miss him against these Tyrese Maxey type players where they're going to run you know, whatever, they're going to have him attack from the second side. Maybe he runs a second side pick and roll and he's dusting Royce O'Neal off the, off the dribble because that, I yeah. mean, look, Royce is great. I don't think Royce is like this crazy great POA guy. Um, and, and number two, I think you look at somebody, you know, like, like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has historically been not great against really quick guards. The other caveat of Ben Simmons, and this also is going to depend on if you can keep Nick Claxton out there next to Ben Simmons, but if, let's say, in your Ben Simmons solo minutes at center lineups, I don't love him against somebody like Joel Embiid. I'm not even sure. I mean, Montrezl Harrell, like, who knows who knows what bigs they exchange yeah. in and out. But I just, I he's, there's he's two weaknesses. Who's the backup center? Oh, oh uh, Paul Reed. They are fully playing him as backup. Love like that. That's the Paul plan. Reed. I like that too. Yeah. I was high on Paul Reed. Good. Look at Talk Rivers growing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, but like you look at like that team. It's like this old school post up center that can body up somebody like Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons, whoever. I'd argue even more forceful than somebody like Giannis. Um. And then you also combine it with a really quick guard like Tyrese Maxey, and it's like mm-hmm. these are kind of the two weaknesses for the Nets that I see defensively. Yeah, and good my, role players. Like, great depth. Great depth. Literally, when Alec was looking, he said the Celtics. Celtics were into my number two. I was look, I was literally, no joke, it's right here. I have the rosters all here. I was going through each one, and I was like, it's got to be Philly. I was like, it has to be Philly. Obviously, stem from Embiid. Everything you just talked about with quick guards. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, too, they play in Philly. You have that factor as well. If it's a playoff series, we know what we're hinting at here. You have all those little factors. You know, it it is Philly, and – you know, I would, I'm Matt. I think you and even Alec, you would agree too. I think that is 
the Eastern Conference Finals that I would want to see too. Me too. Philly against the Nets. Out of any teams, it's not just okay. Implement the Nets in there and say it's against Philly. I'd say out of any teams in the Eastern Conference, I would want Net Nets in Philly and Nets in uh, obviously Philly. I said Phillies, but yeah, no Philly. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, that is right. That I do think James Harden's washed. Okay, that's that's an overreaction. Um, yeah, I don't. I think he'll be better. I think I think he'll be better than last Man, year. That's like, oh come Harden. on. Um, I definitely think he'll have a, he'll have a bounce back year for sure. I was only able to get my league pass to work this morning. I don't know what league pass has been going on. So I, I watched some of the preseason games from that Hornets that Hornets Sixers game from last night. James Harden had seventeen points on fifteen shot attempts. Eight of those it's fifteen preseason. shot attempts. My goodness. Look, eight, eight of those fifteen shot attempts were three pointers. Wasn't getting to the rim a lot. Um, but even with all that, you know who gets to the rim? The Tyrese no, Maxey. Let me let me tell you. The Tyrese Maxey thing is real. It's really yes, real. He's good. I think there's like a non-zero chance he's their second best player next year. I don't like, even think it's a non-zero. I'm ready to say it right now. He's their second best right player. He's, he's second behind MB. And I think no, that no. Harden's gonna take to that role pretty well. I don't think Harden will. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Harden's as long as we're on the same page here, he's really good. Tyrese Maxey is insane. Harden's starting to take mid-rangers. He's taking catch and shoots. Like, I think Harden is going to, like, and it's not going to happen right away, but I do think Harden is going to transition into this, like, late career Jason Kidd type player where I don't know if he's going to be the same, like, off-the-catch guy, but I do think, like, I've, and again, I've always been a Harden believer. I always have. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, I promise. But I do buy that this is going to work for them because I think Harden is the type of guy that he is going to transition well into this role. I have to see it to believe it. Honestly, I'm sorry. I, I, is, 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 are we sure that's true? I, Tyrese Maxey is going to be amazing. When you ask yourself the question, can Tyrese Maxey beat you in a playoff series? I think the answer is yes. I think at yes. this point it's like, yeah, he's going to take that. He's going to take that leap. It's his third year, right? Like he's primed for that. I'm, I think the Embiid, I think there has to be some proof of concept about like the Embiid playoff series. Has he, he's won what, two second round this games? This is such a bad career? argument though, because like he's never had like this type of a roster around him. Yeah. Like ever, there was the closest. Well, I, I guess they, he won three games. He guess he won three games against the Raptors. Um, yeah. That's fair. Well, that came down to one. Yeah, he's and he good. was like, he had like a stomach flu during that series. Like, I don't, I like, I mean, for one, they need him to he's be all, He's always got something. Okay, so does the Nets. <laughs> so do the Nets. Look, man, I <laughs> look, man. I I think I think the other thing with Philly is like Chris mentioned that like it's it's like an Eastern Conference Finals thing. It's the, I think it's, it matters which round. It, it it matters which round they see them in. Like if see if they see them in the first or second round, I'd be a lot more worried about Ben. And I'm I'd be worried about Ben period against Philly. Oh, with I those crowds. think about that. But, that's why I mentioned but it. I, I'd be worried about him, period. But if you see him in the second or even in the first round, because who knows what happens? Someone on Philly or someone on Brooklyn could get hurt, and it's like a 3-6 or a 4-5. And maybe okay. Cleveland takes a leap. But if Ben Simmons has to play that Philly crowd in the first round of the playoffs, I don't think I can pick the Nets. Maybe Okay, there's a long season to be played. There's a like long he, season. They see each other, what, four times this year too? So we're going to get a glimpse of what that actually looks like. And, like, yeah, but yeah, you know, but. out of aside from that, obviously outside factor, just the environment. Maybe so. I think I think you guys have talked me to Philly. I'm still not like super intimidated. 
It's like I think all like, the Eastern Conference teams are really good. I don't think any one of oh, them yeah, is like it's, a it's wave matchup for like, I even like Daniel play. House for them. Like I like I just really? like what talk is Daniel House like, good? He was pretty good for Utah. I, I had to switch my stance on Daniel House in like really... six playoff games. Yeah, but there's also okay, the fact he was better than Royce O'Neal. Who's yeah. on the Nets in his game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you also gotta remember the fact that Daniel House also played with PJ Tucker and James Harden for how many years in Houston too. So they okay. got to play with Does that other. matter? He stood in the corner the whole time. I could do that. Yeah, I like the... Yeah, Harden generates three point shots. You know who also does? Tyrese Maxey, who's like the quickest play he's like one of the quickest players in the East. He's I'm such a Maxi believer. There there's a there's a lot of Philly buzz. John Hollinger picked them to win the title. That, let's, that let's should do title be the nail picks. in the coffin. <laughs> are, you yeah, guys, are, you guys, are you guys picking them to win the title? No, guys, I'll tell you right now. We're no. snorting the Philly. I, could be, mine's not a hot take. Mine's more of a consensus pick even, too. It's not following the hype, but we'll get to that. My team's not in the Eastern Conference, though. Oh, well, no, neither I, is mine. I know what, you, I know what you're going to say. You're, you're I know, know what you might both say. Uh, I think we have the same one. Yeah. Well, should we just get right into it? Yeah, I guess so. I, well, go, yeah, I the, 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 the Sixers net thing isn't going to get settled till like the season. So. No, no. Uh, Chris, go ahead. It's it, I. If I had to put the money in the stock, I know it's a little bit of a risky pick because obviously the health and the health history within this organization. I know exactly where we're going. It's the Clippers. Yeah. Because you see what they added in this offseason, obviously the potential that they have. Kawhi looks obviously pretty good. You look at Paul George, I feel like Paul George has a lot to prove. You go down the roster, obviously, I know Matt. He threw a little shade at Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood's also on that roster as well. Then you look to Terrence Mann. Norman Powell's looked pretty. It's preseason. He's looked good, especially since he's arrived to the Clippers too. You know, Batum's Batum. You know, you kind of just go to the depths. The depths like the I'm, the depths mostly the big. really good. They have good. A lot, they're, they're, they're this stacked. team is awesome. This team is loaded. This team is loaded. He's French. Ignore him. <laughs> like, this team is loaded if they could stay healthy. And, you know, like, I feel a lot of people have dropped off on Kawhi because obviously he hasn't played in a while, but people forget how, yes. like, you you saw what he did Agreed. with the Raptors. You see what he did with the Spurs, too. He and the six, every, and the Clippers, like, and the before Clippers, he got yeah, hurt. Even before he got hurt. Then you obviously implemented Paul George there. They're well-rounded. They have the depth. Obviously, like, you know, I'm high on them. I'm buying into all the hype. Obviously, everyone's going to say, well, don't, why are you sleeping on the Warriors? What's going on the Warriors? Well, they got their own problems right now. We'll see how that, that figures it out. <laughs> But Lakers, I'm not buying at all. Obviously, I don't think any of us are buying that. But um, yeah, yeah my title pick is the Clippers. I think it's the, it's the Clippers. I don't think it's going to change either. I, man, I'm. I, I wish. I wish I would. Matt, pick, Matt do, yours. do yours. I wish do I would yours. pick the Nuggets. That would be just because, like, the Nuggets were my second. Like, you know, I just I can't quite get there with the. There are another matchup team where I'm like, I just am so worried about if they play the wrong team. And it's like, and I love Jokic. I again, I, I love, love the Bruce love Brown Jokic. signing for him. I love the Bruce. Brown. I love what they've done. I I love the KCP pickup. I think they've done a very good job of that team. I think they're going to look even better when they get in the playoffs when they're just slim it down to seven eight guys. Because right now the bench is like, I like Bones a lot too. Like that's another guy. Yeah. Um, damn, they're really 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 interesting. They're really fun. I just can't quite get there with certain matchups in terms of like I just don't know what it looks like if you run into the Warriors and you have the same situation with we don't know what scheme we're gonna throw at Steph because Jokic is like yeah he looks good hedging pick and rolls but it's like you're hedging against you know you're hedging against Steph like this is a very different game I actually kind of 
I kind of want to pick the Warriors. <laughs> I kind of do. Okay. I I think there's like another like it's we're not a bad pick at all. It's not bad. It's, I people are like really low, and I hate. By the way, this is the Warriors fan base is like one of those fan bases where like everybody's way too low on them. Every yeah. single year, like Raptors fans are do that every single year where they're like, dude, yep. nobody believes in us. So I'm like, or yeah, I mean, all right, I guess like yeah. I, you guys will probably overachieve in the regular season and like, that'll, that'll be great. I am um, very high on Scotty Barnes, by the way. So, I, I, look, I like, look, I'm, I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to, I'm scared yeah. of Raptors fans. Uh, <laughs> Warriors, <laughs> like the Warriors people are like, kind of not, I haven't heard a ton of people pick them. I at all um, to win. I think we're getting another year of Clay coming back. I don't think Clay is going to be all star level, but if you can get him just a little more consistent, uh, you have another year of Jordan Poole, who is like outside of Tyrese Maxey. That's like the young guy that I'm just a truther of. Like I think Jordan Poole is going to be awesome. I think he is going to be perennial all star, maybe All NBA a couple years in in the future. I think he is just going to be amazing. I buy his playmaking a little more than the average person. I think people are lower on him than they should be. I really believe in what they're building. The depth is a little scary. You're relying on young guys a little bit more than my I would probably like, but you also have moves to be made because of those young guys. Everything comes together. Steph is great. Um, I, they, I just don't know. They're it's really hard for me to pick against uh-huh. them. And I think Steph can be the best player in the conference. And he was very clearly the best player in the playoffs last year. And um, that yeah. for me is just really hard to look over. And I don't see any signs of that slowing down for him. Um, and they're, and I think they're figuring things out. They're leaning more in a high pick and roll, which is like the second stage of Steph where he becomes this great pick and roll creator, which is like terrifying to think about. It's, I just, I don't know why people are lower on them, and I I would not want to play them if I'm another team. Yep. All right, Alec, let's hear it. I think Stephen Curry can be the best player in the league. I mean, why not? Right? He might. Yeah, he I, might be right now. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's not a reach at all. Yeah. Um, I I think I I pick. This sucks. This really sucks. But I think I pick the Clippers because of the Draymond incident. I believe that oh. there's like the possibility of things blown up um based on how Jordan Poole's face is doing things might have already blown up like that Warriors roster is really good like all the young guys they have between Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman and like their draft picks are solid according to draft people yeah. and Wiseman's Some, they're, one of them's gonna hit this yeah. year next year Draymond is still gonna be good if they like him um like, this is still a really good team. I want to tell you, I'm, I think Wiggins is going to like, I don't know, I thought Wiggins' year was a little overrated last year until the playoffs. I think he's going to like solidify. solidify. Oh, I like Obviously, it. He's Confident to prove. Wiggins. He's an NBA, I like that. He's an NBA champion. He has something to prove. But I and but like we all agree he didn't earn that all-star spot last year. He's going to like, I don't think he'll be an all-star this year, but he's like going to solidify and like really mold into his role in like a mature way. So I think... I take the Clippers because of the Draymond incident, but I like the Warriors. I like them. I like how you just went on, just like praising the Warriors. You praised them, and you were like, "There's this one incident." And you're like, "Yeah, like already." They already just well because I want I want to talk about the Warriors, but I can't pick them. Is that? I don't. I think they've like handled it pretty well. Like I mean, obvious. Like they just like brushed under the rug. Like I wish, but but I wish the Nets would do that. 
but okay but the last like big draymond thing was the kd thing and that was brushed under the rug and we all know that was a season from hell for them yeah i but i mean you could like i don't, I don't want to get it I'm, I'm gonna get myself in trouble uh i just think there are like ways that you could you could they they handle things like that very well and they don't yeah they don't uh yeah they just they they like kind of like swept it under the rug right away and they didn't do it in a way where it was ambiguous like they just were like yeah we had conversations and nobody was like everybody was on the same page about it there was like no loose ends i guess in a sense like how is about anybody going to bring that or the kd thing the draymond thing like how is anybody going to bring that up again like they've already were like yeah we talked to jordan he's cool with it so i guess he's i guess i guess we're going to keep going forward well cuz 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 draymond green is still isn't going to have a contract by the end of the year i guess like that's like... All right, then Jerry. I'm not saying I think he's going to punch another person. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to go away completely. I don't think that's how Draymond is wired. I think Draymond wants to win. I don't, I can't, I can't get behind Draymond's. Draymond threw away the 2016 championship. Draymond's done plenty of winning already. Yeah, all right. But that that, was like because he lost. But like the thing is, it happened so early in the year that I don't think it's going to drag on whole 82 into the postseason. That's the thing where I'm buying. Because if, if it was that much, obviously we'll see how it transpires yeah. and everything. But I just don't think that holds that's going to hold a lot of stock on their winning. Because with Golden State, obviously, as Bastard, every NBA fan knows, winning cures everything. And when you look at the Warriors' schedule, obviously you look at, like like Alec uh, went on about, like their young players, the roster makeup, obviously what they've been, what the dynasty that they've been through. You know, I don't. I don't see it being a problem. I do think that you, you play your division dude. four times. You play the Kings. You play the Lakers, which might be an easy win for you. The uh-huh. Suns, who knows? And then you got to play the Clippers a couple of times. Like, do you, yeah. know, some wins? Do you guys? Do you guys think that's the kind of thing where, like, if it's the first month and there's no drama, it's just kind of over? Like, I think we've already either, entered that. I don't. I don't. You think don't we've see... already entered that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. believe it. I think Draymond has such a like presence on that team. That if, if the t- team, like, decides, like, yeah, I guess we're going to, like, move past it. And, like, Jordan Poole's like, yeah, I just want to play and, like, get my big contract. Like, I don't – like, what nobody's going to say anything to Draymond. So Draymond's just going to keep doing Draymond things on the court. And, like, that's going to kind of be that. And, like, maybe they, they, there's a good chance this team is not together next year. But, like, if – that's the last It's almost team Netsy. It's almost well, that's the last dance team to me. Like, that's the team that I'm like, I can buy a last dance thing versus the Nets. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm very high on the Nets. I, I, boy, I, I feel a little better about the Warriors season than I do the Nets. Oh, I personally. definitely more comfortable about the Warriors than the Nets. Yeah. I, easily. I don't, I don't buy the whole, like, the Nets are going to have a good no drama season, losing the conference finals, and then Kyrie's going to leave for LA thing, by the way. I don't buy that. I'm like, if they have a good year and everyone plays well, I think Kyrie's going to get his contract. Like, yeah, I think Kyrie's I don't know why everyone just assumes people like Kyrie's leaving if this year isn't. Well, this is the, the, they don't, don't even have, do, do they have the cap? I mean, that you can always create cap in the you NBA, can, but like, they can you, don't, they don't because LeBron. For Kyrie? Oh, no, 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 they will. LeBron they will. Got a two year deal. Like and a massive two year deal. And then obviously you got Davis's dealing at the end of the roster. But like, you know, with Kyrie's future with the net, it's going to be dependent on what Kevin like. How yeah, like Kevin's with, with Brooklyn too? I'm not saying what Kevin Durant wants. I'm saying if Kevin Durant requests out later yeah. on in the summer, like they're not going to. I doubt they'll extend Irving just to keep Irving, unless obviously you see how Ben is or whatever the case is. But I'd be very shocked to say if Kevin were to get traded later on and Kyrie does like resign. Like I don't think that would happen necessarily. 
you know, talking about surprises. Well, it's not a surprise. Like, I think that's, that's, well, that technically that's how this offseason kind of went to in the beginning standpoint. You know, what what about, what about a trade deadline extension for Kyrie Irving? Halfway through the year, he's shown up. Well, they can extend him at any time. Yeah. Uh, I could see it. Like, I could see it. Yeah, I can see it. I could see it, you know, like, yeah, I could see it, but, you know, it also depends. Keep on the those good vibes flowing. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. We got any more preview stuff, Dan? We're hitting like an hour 40. I knew this was going to be pretty Yeah, cool. it's going to be a long one. When we have us three together, especially Alec in a college dorm room, that's, that's when you know it's going to be a little long. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a bit long. Yeah. Gentlemen, anything to plug? Anything to, to well, I guess. Uh, they know where to find me by now. Yeah, no, they yeah they find me. Uh, work on Nets on SI's Fan Nation. Uh, oh yeah, how do we not bring that up? Yeah, so that's cool. to Chris. Yeah, thanks, bros. Thanks, thanks. So works on there. We love Still you. Contributing words to Nets Daily as well. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find my work overall, and of course on Twitter. Yeah, that's where I'll, obviously all the work's plugged. But yeah, 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 yeah. Alex. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at Alec underscore Sturm, S-T-U-R-M. Uh, I don't know what Matt is going to cut, but I'm in college now at Syracuse University. Uh, and if anyone cares about some, yeah. if anyone cares about some Syracuse orange basketball, I might be getting into that kind of soon. We'll see. So keep an eye out. And I'm also going to be writing things for Nets Daily. Well, CJ Fair, I, college basketball we'll, 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 we'll still see. We, I got some emails to send, but we're working on it. All right. Busy guy. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, Matt, where can we find you? Matt Brooks, oh, NBA. Funny, um, I'm assuming that's how you found this podcast. I don't know. I'd never know where this thing, how people find this type of stuff. But um, yeah, that's where all my work is. Uh, be threading games, making videos, doing article, like whatever. The same stuff I do every year. <laughs> that's 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 where you can all find everything that I do. Uh, it's all on my Twitter. I'm pretty good about plugging stuff. Um, and then anything I don't plug is probably on Nets Daily or on a podcast feed somewhere. Um, so yeah. So find it. <laughs> uh, find find it. it. You do the work. I'm not doing it. No. Uh, <laughs> if you want to check out this, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever else you get podcasts. I know, uh, it's, it's per usual. I take my, I do this podcast pretty intermittently. It's kind of like my extra ideas project, but, um, at, now that we're in the season, I'm going to be watching games and just interacting with the Nets community a lot more and like people like Alec and Chris. I will be doing more of these episodes because we'll be kind of thrown into the swing of things, watching games and whatever, threading games. It, I'm just going to be more immersed into it. So, yeah, expect some good stuff this year on this show. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you enjoyed this, again, check us out wherever you check out podcasts. Thank so, you all so much uh, for listening. What's up? Subscribe. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah, they're going Matt, to. Yeah, yeah, I was Matt waiting. Chris... I, was like, I was like, all right. I was waiting for that awkward pause. Subscribe. <laughs> What's up, Alec? Matt and Chris are going to kill it next day this year. They're going to beat all the practices. They're going to do so great. We, Read their work. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, We have full access of everything now. Like, no COVID is, turns out it's actually pretty pretty awesome for reporting. It makes a difference, believe it or not. It's apparently, it does make your coverage better. So, yeah. So, I'm actually really excited about that. I'm happy you brought that up. It's going to be a really good year. Uh, just happy to be back in full, able to watch games and then actually ask questions about those games, able to ask questions about injuries, which I guess nobody probably wants to hear about. Um, but it's just, it's nice to be back. So I'm expecting really good stuff from me, Chris and Alec this year. Um, so yeah, 
Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.